Well, I'm I am on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Monday, February 21st, and it is President's Day. I hope you're having a great day. Uh, Some of you might be off work today. Most everybody's working, but I know the students are out of school today, and uh, maybe you do. Maybe your job allows you to take off the day, but I hope you're having a great day. And we welcome you, those that are listening by way of the radio, 95.9 FM, those that are listening on our radio app, and those that are listening on our podcast, we welcome you. And then those watching on Facebook and those watching on YouTube, we certainly welcome you. I want to say, uh, before I forget, I got a couple other things I want to talk about. But before I forget, I want to say a very happy birthday yesterday to Kim Shotwell. Uh, Kim, I hope you had a great day. And then today, uh, Brother Charles Sue and Brother Charles and Miss Dorothy, they are uh, faithful listeners on the radio. And uh, I hope, Brother Charles, hope you have a great day. Happy birthday to you today. Um, we are uh, looking forward to a great week together. Now, it's President's Day, and I was just going through, and I, I, I don't think I missed anybody. Uh, some of you out there, you could uh, help me if I missed somebody. But I was just going through, just jotted down quickly. I was born in 1979, so that would have been the last uh, few months of uh, Jimmy Carter, I believe. I should have double-checked. Or was it Ford? I think it was Jimmy Carter. Now, you let me know. Would you let me know if I'm wrong on that? But uh, who finished out right before Reagan? I think it was Jimmy Carter. And then we had Ronald Reagan. So I was born in 79. So most of the time I remember as a boy from 1980 to 1988 was Ronald Reagan. And uh, of course, in Illinois, that was always kind of a cool thing because Ronald Reagan had uh, I think he was born in Illinois, and uh, of course also uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln, land of Lincoln, and uh, it was neat. My folks, uh, where we lit, we moved when I was 16 in Geneseo, Illinois. Uh, there was a little back road. As a matter of fact, it was kind of not far from where uh, Brother Caleb and uh, his family lived, but there was a little back road. And uh, my brother Joel and I, we used to go back there jogging during basketball season or soccer season or even just during the summer. We'd go jogging. And there was a little sign that had a historical marker, and it was back towards the river. And um, that road, there was a ferry across the river, across the Rock River back there, where Abraham Lincoln had traveled over that ferry, and he had gotten his picture taken at a spot, of course, years and years. It wasn't while while I was back there jogging, in case you were wondering, but uh, that was always kind of a neat thing. And of course... uh, uh, Ronald Reagan was also from that area. It was actually near where we went to teen camp in Dixon, Illinois. That area, Ronald Reagan was born near that area. And then, of course, Ronald Reagan. And then we had uh, George Bush was president. And then uh, Bill Clinton. And then uh, George W. Bush, remember that, during 9-11. And uh, I thank the Lord we had a president like that during 9-11. And then we had, uh, after George W. Bush, we had um, Barack Obama. 
And then after Obama, we had uh, Donald Trump. And then uh, now we have uh, President uh, Joe Biden. Now, here's why you say, why did you mention all those presidents? We know all of that. Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad you do, because I didn't even remember 1979. I'm still puzzled if I've got the right one there. But I said all that to say this. Did you know in that list that I just read to you? Now, now some of you are going to get offended here, but I'm going to say it anyway. Did you know in that list there have been some good presidents? And there have been some bad presidents in that list. And can I tell you, you know what's so amazing? Is those presidents have come and gone, but God's still on the throne. He is still in control. And on this President's Day, you may not have voted for the president we have. You may not be crazy about the president we have right now. Well, can I tell you something? Uh, that's really not all that important. But what matters is, is that God is still on the throne. He's still in control. And uh, by the way, I hope you're thankful that we have the opportunity in the United States of America to vote for presidents. And we have the opportunity to vote for senators and vote for representatives and vote for governors and mayors and local officials. A lot of nations in the world, they don't have that privilege. And I thank the Lord we have that. And I hope you'll pray for our president, whether you agree with him or not. I hope you pray for him. And uh, I hope that uh, you will do all you can to pray for our nation to turn back to God. Let's be in prayer today and this week. Let's pray for our church. I pray for our school, pray for our missionaries, uh, pray for all of the ministries of our church that God would do a great work. I want you to hear a song. Here's a song by the Epley family, and it's a very sober thought, but the song is the idea that this day, today, it's never coming back. Once today is gone, it's gone. So make today count. Make today uh, a day that uh, matters for eternity. When I was in Bible college, our vice president of our college, Dr. Jorgensen, uh, he had on his desk in his office and had the opportunity to work for him for two years. And uh, I'd go in that office and we'd talk and uh, he'd always have a sign. It said on that sign, live for God today. You can't change yesterday. That's in the past. That's gone. You can't go back and redo it. Uh, tomorrow is not here, but you have today and I have today. I hope you'll live for God today. Make this day count. Uh, don't waste a moment. Don't waste an opportunity. Uh, we should be redeeming the time, making every day count for Jesus Christ. I hope you enjoy this song. And after this song, we will get into our Bible study in the book of Psalms. We're picking up where we left off last week. This day will never return. Do you have children who are small? Have you given them your all? Have you shown them the ways of Jesus? Or did harsh words on their ears fall? Soon they'll be gone, never more a child to be. Then you'll reap what you've sown on this day. Oh, 
Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for tomorrow may never come. We have this chance to live for Jesus, this could be the only one. For life is but a vapor, and soon we'll see his face and give account for what we've done with this day. This day will never return to you. This day will never return. You'll never have these chances again. This Without Jesus, is he dealing with you still? Will you choose to yield to him or follow your own will? If you make the wrong decision, then you'll forever say, How I wish I could go back to that Amen. That's a great song, and that's a convicting thought, is it not? To think that uh, our life, uh, what we do for the Lord, what we're going to do for the Lord, you need to do it today. And uh, I hope that uh, we won't waste a moment. I hope we won't waste an opportunity uh, to live for God and to serve God. While I'm thinking about it, let me ask you this question. What is your favorite song? Um, some, Maybe some of you might say, I know right away, and if you know... I'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can message us uh, or call us, 252-308-4600. You can call or text that number. If you're watching on Facebook, you can just type it right there in the comments. Uh, but let us know. I'd love to hear your favorite psalm. Uh, again, 252-308-4600. Uh, I know some people, their favorite psalm is Psalm 23. And that's a good one. I love that. I use it a lot at funerals. I use it a lot in the hospital. But I want to tell you, it's not just a funeral psalm. It's not just a hospital psalm. I love that last verse. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Uh, that's a revival right there. Uh, boy, heaven, what a day that will be. And, and not just when we get to heaven, but all the days of my life. I've got sh uh, goodness and, and mercy that will surely, uh, 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 guaranteed, they're positively going to be following me. And so that may be Psalm 23 is your favorite. Um, I like Psalm uh, 46, uh, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. And then you get to verse 10. 
be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. Uh, I love that. I love uh, Psalm 61. Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the ends of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. I love Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. I love those uh, Psalms and maybe it's one of those. Maybe it's something totally different. I asked several years ago when we started the Sunday night series uh, in church, I asked, and uh, some of you, uh, you gave your favorite psalm, and I think I went through, and I think I used each of those in a, a sermon, but I'd love to hear for uh, this for the radio broadcast. If you have a favorite psalm, uh, please uh, let us know. I want to talk to you about these psalms. These psalms, of course, are songs. The songs were the Hebrews' songbook that they used to sing and to praise and to worship God. One of the things I love about these psalms is that the people that wrote them, the authors, we call them the psalmists, but they were very just real, ordinary, average people, and they were very transparent in the Psalms. Uh, there are some Psalms where I tell you what, boy, they didn't sugarcoat it. Uh, they just said, hey, God, I'm in trouble. I'm drowning. Uh, I I'm dying. I'm not going to make it. Lord, if you, don't, if you don't help me, I'm done. It's over. And I, I, I like that because if God could help those people, I want to tell you, God could help us. And by the way, God did deliver David and God did deliver uh, Moses and God did deliver Asaph and God did deliver these people that wrote these Psalms. And I'm thankful that the same God is still alive and well today. These psalmists, they were not afraid to share their struggles and not afraid to share their heart. Uh, I hope that you are always transparent and real with God. You don't have to be transparent with your coworker necessarily. I mean, I think it's good to be honest, obviously. I think you should be transparent with your spouse, of course, and maybe some close friends. Uh, but that doesn't mean you have to get on Facebook and share all your problems and your deepest, dark secrets. Matter of fact, that's probably not a good idea. But you know who you should go to? You should go to the Lord. You should be honest with God. He knows anyway. Uh, it's not like he doesn't have knowledge of the information, but he wants you to be honest with him and cry out to him. I think one of the greatest examples in, that I know of in our hymn book is a song, um, I think it's in the blue book, 423, I think is the number, but it's, no one ever cared for me like Jesus. The songwriter said, I would love to tell you what I think of Jesus. Since I found in him a friend so strong and true, I would tell you how he changed my life completely. He did something that no other friend could do. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. There's no other friend so kind as he. No one else could take the sin and darkness from me. No one ever cared for me. Can I tell you, I'm so thankful that we have that song because Charles Weigel, the author of that song, he wrote that song in a, a time of deep despair. He had served God in the ministry for many years and his wife left him and he felt so forsaken. He felt so abandoned. He felt like he had nowhere to turn, but 
during that time, God gave him the song and he wrote that song from his heart. He said, no one ever cared for me like Jesus. Can I tell you, I'm thankful for the Psalms. The Psalms uh, give us some insight into the lives of some, uh, of some great men of God, but yet the struggles that they faced and how God brought them through. As we go through these Psalms, we will see there are some categories of the Psalms. For, for instance, there are some alphabetical Psalms. I think the best example of that is Psalm 119. Psalm 119, it takes all 22 of the letters of the Hebrew alphabet, and it gives eight verses that begin with each letter. So, for instance, if that were in English, if we were talking about it, their, their um, psalms were written in Hebrew, so they you are using the Hebrew alphabet. But we would take our letter A, and there'd be eight verses that would all begin with the letter A. Then there'd be eight verses begin with the letter B, eight with the letter C, all the way till the very end. That's what Psalm 119 is. It's, it's uh, alphabetical. That's why there's the divisions like that. It's all of the letters of the alphabet. Then there are some psalms that are messianic. Those psalms are prophecies about the Messiah, about Jesus, about Jesus on the cross, about Jesus at his second coming. And those psalms are categorized as messianic. There are some psalms that are penitential. Uh, the penitential psalms are where the psalmist is crying out and begging God for forgiveness and begging God for cleansing and begging God for mercy. It's penitential. There are some psalms that are instructional. As a matter of fact, the first one we'll look at here in a day or two is Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. And it's instructional, gives wisdom and instruction for daily living, uh, much like the Proverbs. Um, there is uh, Psalm 37. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, he shall bring it to pass. It's very instructional, but some psalms are instructional. There are some psalms that are imprecatory. Now, this one here, uh, you have to realize, I'm not saying you should do this, and I'm not saying I should do this, but David did it under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He had some psalms that are imprecatory, meaning he was praying down the judgment of God upon his enemies. He was saying, Lord, would you please judge them? Lord, would you please get rid of them? God, would you please take care of these people? And uh, again, he, he prayed these, these prayers, imprecatory prayers of God's judgment to fall. Then there are some Psalms that are Hallel. Uh, the word Hallel coming from the word Hallelujah or praise ye the Lord. The Psalms of Hallel, some of them start with praise ye the Lord. Some of them end with praise ye the Lord, and some of them start and end with praise ye the Lord. Those are categorized as Psalms of Hallel. There are some Psalms of lament. I quoted, I think I quoted earlier, but uh, Psalm 61, where David says, uh, uh, Hear my cry, O God, and attend unto my prayer. Uh, when my heart is overwhelmed, uh, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. He is, he is lamenting, he's crying out, he's begging God for God's help. There are the Psalms of degrees, and we'll look at those. I think it goes from Psalm 120 to about 135 or 136, but these are songs of degrees or songs of ascension, meaning they would use these Psalms, the, the Hebrews would use these Psalms as they were traveling 
to Jerusalem to worship in the temple. Jerusalem was situated on a hill, and so they were ascending. They were going up to worship. Uh, That's a whole other message right there. But anytime you're going to the house of the Lord, you're going up. You are moving up. Uh, you 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 are gaining ground as you get closer to worship God. But they would use these songs while they were on a trip going to Jerusalem, songs of degrees or songs of ascension. We'll look at these and and many others. We'll look at some examples of these. But uh, I hope it helps you just to lay a little bit of a groundwork and a little bit of foundation for the book of Psalms. I'm so excited about looking at these Psalms. I hope they'll be a blessing to you. I know they've been a blessing to me. And thank you so much for tuning in today. God bless you. And we'll look forward to being back tomorrow. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.